Valentine Getoho. Today, the word in season is managing finances in marriage. The question that I received was, how do I manage my finances and my spouse's finances? Remember the word in season that we've been meditating on is from 2 Timothy 3.16-17. to 17, And in the New Living Translation, it reads, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize that what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The other scripture that is important for us to understand as we discuss this topic is from Hebrews 4.12 in the NIV version. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So let us allow the Lord to speak to us, to correct us, to guide us, to judge our thoughts and our attitudes with regard to managing finances in marriage. In Genesis 2.18, the Lord said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I'll make a suitable helper for him. Make in Hebrew means a suitable helper. Scripture tells us is that the Lord found it not right for man to be alone. That means he cannot even make financial decisions alone. He needed a suitable helper to help make the decisions. So the Lord made and gave him his wife to be a suitable helper in these financial decisions. And Genesis 2.24 continues to tell us in NIV, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife and they become one flesh. This means that the parents of the spouses do not direct the financial decisions. The husband and wife are united and they make the financial decisions jointly. The financial decisions are for their life. Genesis 2.25 continues to tell us Adam and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. But naked means there is openness in finances. And the word no shame means it's okay. If I make a mistake, we share without fear. So naked and ashamed is very important in making financial decisions. There's nothing hidden. One should be very comfortable with their spouse in talking about financial issues and making decisions. So every scripture on this matter stems from here. This is the template for all marriage relationships, including managing finances in marriage. If you are struggling in this area, what is holding you back? Could it be some issues that you have in your hippocampus, things that when you are young uh, made you fear, like for example, the fear of debt. I mean, for me, I had what I called a calculator spirit. I was so scared about getting broke. And my husband on the other side is not um, that kind of a person. He, he is comfortable uh, with, with or without money. Wonderful, wonderful spirit. 
or is it because of some form of financial mismanagement? What is there that when you are young that is still holding you back? That is one of the things that you need to check and why you do not want to be naked and ashamed in financial decisions. The other thing could be what is your core belief? Do you believe that the one who earns the money is the only one who can manage it and doesn't need to tell the other person? Or do you believe that only a man should be responsible for all the money? Remember that we are distinct individuals. There's no general statement. Today, you can have the money and tomorrow you may not have it. So we need to check our core beliefs. Are they in line with what the word of God says? Exactly what I've just said uh, as our template from the word of God. Are you naked and ashamed? Are you dealing with the issues on finances as a couple? So just check yourself as a couple, as an individual and find out how you are. The other problem could be also unforgiveness. Somebody messed up once big time or even twice or even three times and you just say no way i cannot trust you anymore i'll never let you handle any finances so i will keep things aside i'll not even let you know let me tell you my dear sister my dear brother and forgiveness is the most dangerous thing one day you will need that person to help you and the person who's closest to you is your spouse. It's not even your friends out there. It's not even your parents. It's not even your buddy. It is that spouse that you have with you. And you know what? The Bible says, and we say it all the time in the Lord's Prayer, that we forgive one another. And remember, you also have been forgiven. And every day somebody is forgiving you for something you did. So do not hold unforgiveness. So how do we resolve this issue even before we go to each other naked and ashamed? And I have a few things that I would like us to do. You need to deal with it with by going to one another and having what we call a show me me um, kind of discussion together. And you need to seek God when you before you do it. First of all, each of you or whoever is hurt, whoever is feeling conflicted at this particular time on the way these financial decisions have been made, you must go and speak to the other person in humility. You must have pre-forgiveness, forgive them for whatever it is that they've done. You must go to them with love. That means I care about you. I care about us. I care about our family. And you must go with 100% truth on whatever the issue is. Do not hold back. If you only talk about this issue or 60%, 40% of the issue, you know, without the whole truth and nothing but the truth, I mean, you will just mess up. You're not solving the issue. Just say it as it is. It is when you have the truth ahead of you, then God will back you up. Proverbs 31 verse 11 says about the woman, her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. That means the husband trusts the wife that she'll act in all affairs with prudence and discretion, she'll not have any, any interests separate from the welfare of the family. Proverbs 31 12 says she brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. That means that there is love. Now I'm talking to women. This is the way you handle finances. 
whether your husband is working, whether you're earning more than your husband or not. This is what you should be as a woman. This is the template, again, God gives us as women, that we should be trusted by our husbands, that we should care and love him. And then the Proverbs 31, 16 says, she considers a field and buys it out of her earnings. She plants a vineyard. That means she plants. You sit down and you plan whenever you have a plan and then you go and discuss it together and then you buy the vineyard because the pot is one. The finances are one. So whether you run a joint account or separate accounts, it does not matter because the whole issue about trust and love go together. Let me add another one. Proverbs 31, 23 in NIV says, her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. That means that there's respect because the wife respects him. She adds to his reputation in the world because she respects him. So there is no, he does not go out there and he's ashamed because of some of the things that are being done, because of some of the things that the wife is doing that are not right, because of some of the things that he is doing, because they work together. Everybody can see this family is distinct. They worked together. They are naked and ashamed. Then finally, Proverbs 31, 28 says, her children arise and her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. That means there's an effect on the immediate family. They are seeing you. They are watching you. Where there's love, trust, and respect, there's generational blessing. Please be careful how you handle your finances, how you talk to one another, how you talk about school fees, who does what, even in front of the children, because they will follow through. They are watching you. And Proverbs 31.30 actually undergirds it and says why this is happening. And it says, charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Through the weaker vessel, yet made strong by wisdom and grace because of the fear of the Lord. Let that be that which is running in your marriage, in your family, that it is the fear of the Lord that brings you together and makes you do things together. Remember, the template of marriage was designed by the Lord. So he has to undergird your marriage. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I urge you to accept him. That he can guide you in your marriage, in all relationships, including financial decisions. I urge you to go and read Ephesians 5:22 to 33, which also talks about the relationship. But you read it with the eyes of the financial decisions. Remembering that husbands should love their wives just as Christ loved the church and this they love themselves. So in the same way, even their financial decisions should be made and are guarded by that particular principle. The same way wives are to submit to their own husbands, not to any other man, and respect their husbands. That's what it means, as they do unto the Lord. That means that in everything lawful and consistent with the duty duty to God. So if a husband is asking for something that is not in line with what the Lord says, she should not accept it. She should pray through it and help him to understand why it shouldn't happen. And the Lord will back you up over time if you have a gentle and quiet spirit in the way you approach this. And this you can read in 1 Peter 3, 1 to 4. Remember the key word as well in 1 Peter 3, 7, which talks about husbands, uh, that they should be considerate as they live with their wives and treat them with respect as the wicker partner and as heirs with them for the gracious gift of life. 
so that nothing will hinder your prayers. So your prayers can be hindered. You may be talking about praying about something on some financial decision and they'll be hindered because you're not together. So it is important that the two of you work together. Matthew 18 verse 19 says, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. That means you must agree together. You must agree together. There are no separate decisions. So be naked and unashamed in your financial matters in marriage and God will answer your prayers. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word, that your word tells us exactly how we need to live together in marriage, that we should be naked and unashamed, that we should be one flesh, that we should be together. And thank you that you tell us that you are with us. You will guide us. You will lead us. Father, help us to be quiet. Help us to wait upon one another. Help us to love one another. Help us to trust one another. Help us to respect one another. Thank you, Father. And thank you for giving us this beautiful union of marriage. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.